Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sleigh bells ring. Oh, good God. Are you listening? Oh, God. Are you listening? Can you stop it? Are you listening? Stop it now, because someone's going to be listening to this in July. Are you listening? And it's bad luck to hear Christmas carols and probably sleigh bells in July. I don't mind a Christmas story, but that's too much. (laughs) Hello. Hello. If you're wondering... What we're going to do to make it a festive edition of Adrift. That was it. That was it, yeah. <laughs> I've got some <laughs> Annabelle things. poured Cold World Scroogey over mm, there. I'm terrible with that. No cheeses for us, Mises. Are you going to watch Muppet Christmas Carol? Uh, probably not, no. You should, it's good. Is it on the TV? I don't know. Yeah, but some, somewhere these days. It's not like yeah. it's 1984. No. If you want to watch something, you can watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's a silly question. It's good. Why wouldn't you watch it? What's your problem? No problem. I just hadn't even thought about it. Well, what have you thought about watching? Boat Story. <laughs> it's very good. I love Boat Story. Yeah. All I want to do is watch Boat Story. It's not. It's not seasonal though. Is no, it? it's not. I know. Any Christmas traditions? Anything you watch every year? No, that's a thing. I know you've got them. You've got the Muppet Christmas Carol, and you've got that other one. What's that famous one? Uh, White it, Christmas. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Did, it, did I talk about that last week? No. So Sarah and I went to uh, to see it at the pictures. I've seen it at the pictures. Every year since 1992, with the exception of uh, the year that when you couldn't because of COVID. Oh, yeah. And we usually see it closer to Christmas, but for one reason or other, we, we needed to get it out of the way earlier <laughs> in the month. Right. And I love it. I, I, I love it. I have a, a, a laundry list of amusing, pithy observations about it, but that would be lost on you. Mm. But I, I really love that film. Um but we'd had a row on the way there. Oh, no. On the bus. So we didn't go in in a good frame of mind. To the extent, like outside the cinema, I said, why don't you just go off and have a drink with your friend Becky and I'll go and watch this on my own. Oh, goodness. That's bad. It, yeah. So it, was, it didn't, didn't, I didn't bring the right festive energy to it. But do you know, um, do you know the basic premise of the film? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Okay. So you, so you know, just in case anybody doesn't, uh, I'm using Annabelle as a proxy for you here. It's, uh, it's an old film, 1946, I think. And it's telling the story of, I guess, like a, a man's life and mis- an unfortunate series of events uh, take him to a point where he becomes suicidal. And then he is visited by an angel who gives him the gift of seeing what life would be like if he wasn't there. So in other words, he goes around, you know, he sees the lives of his family and friends and his town and how different it would be if he hadn't been born. Mm-hmm. And we came out of the cinema and the mood, it had been a bit of a reset for the mood. But then I made the mistake of saying, do you know, I was thinking this year as I was watching that, I I do think possibly some people's lives would just be better if I'd never been born. Oh, no. I do. I do. I'm not going to name them. <laughs> but I'm not going to name them. I th- oh, my God. I, so instead of like really appreciating the value of life, because that's what it's about, appreciating the value of life and the, the difference you make in the world through acts of kindness, like it, it made me think, oh, I think some people just... just 
things would have gone better for them if I hadn't been around. That's so depressing. <laughs> I think it's Your true. poor wife. Did you include her? Yes. Oh yes, my I god, did. that's even worse. <laughs> oh what? Oh. Um, I think you need to stop watching that film. I love it so much. I haven't much, got though. what you and Sarah both have of liking to watch the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I've no, seen it like... now. Don't need to see it again. A lot of people are like that, mm. and I think t- to their credit. But here's, <laughs> well, here's, here's what I think is wrong. Here's what I think is would make me sad about that. Yeah. It is that there's loads of culture out there. Mm. Loads of it. Mm. Very small proportion of it is good. So if you're only watching new things, I think you'd be watching a lot of mediocre things. You're going to run out? Yes. Like, what about books? I don't think you could ever run out of good books to read, ever. I wouldn't. I, I very the, rarely the, read the okay, same book the, twice. Here's the difference, though. It's the amount of time it takes to read a book. Uh, yeah. okay, so okay. If, you, if you're a reader, mm. you're what, getting through a book a week? Maybe, maybe yeah. Maybe a book every 10 Two days. Weeks, yeah. yeah. Um, you, you're burning through other, other culture faster than that. Okay. Also, the, the, you know, I... The reason I like rewatching things is I remember that I really like them, mm. but I've got such a bad memory for detail. <laughs> I'm constantly surprised by them. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's always amazing to me how much I can watch comedy over and over again. Because by its very nature, a joke surprises you. You laugh, mm, mm, mm. and then it's not funny anymore. But I can't, I can't. I must have gone through Seinfeld and Kirby enthusiasm so many times. And I'll often watch an episode and have no memory of ever having watched it before. Oh, that's the beauty of a bad memory. <laughs> the beauty of it. So, so, say, I'm trying to think of like a, so, say, what's a film that you and I'm trying to think like a film that you, you've liked, for example. The, 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 a film, Another Round, I think we talked about last week on mm-hmm, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, can you just like remember that? Mm, I need the vague outline. So then then you're going to be surprised by it when you watch it again, right? <laughs> yeah, but... And it's good. Okay, what I'm going to do, 2024 is going to be my year of just watching the same things over and over again. I love a rewatch. <laughs> okay, I'll give I it a go. I love a rewatch. Give it a go. I mean, I've watched Grease a lot of times. Yes. But that was when I was a child. I think you've watched it quite a few times as an adult. Probably, probably. Yeah. Um, you've sent me some links, some clippings. Oh, are you going to use some? Go on then. I was thinking of mine. Okay. This uh, this first one. Why are we seeing more standing ovations in theatres? Oh yeah, I thought that was interesting. It's on the BBC's website, mm. uh, and according to theatre goers, critics, industry experts, there's been a significant increase in standing ovations at shows, and it is thought that the pandemic has accelerated the trend, with the absence of theatre during COVID lockdowns making audiences more appreciative. Okay. Audiences are also jumping to their feet midway through performances. No. Rather than just at the end. No, they're not. That's what it says here. No, they're not. That's weird. I think... So, I understand. I, I understand that after the pandemic, people were glad to be out again and, and appreciated what it was to be out. But I'd have thought that just manifested in going out a bit more, not in... Like what? Really savoring a play while you're watching it, jumping to your feet—that mm. seems odd to me. It's very odd for the person behind you as well. Very annoying. Oh, I've talked about this before, but I despise a standing ovation so much. Well, tell me why? Because you think it's showy? Because because you feel like you have to join in? Right. Yes. Right. So, so it's, it's, I can give you three things. Right. Number one, I think the person who starts a standing ovation is terrible person there's a lot of confidence going on there a yeah but it's not just confidence is it so there's the confidence in that people are going to join you but it's like wanting to be the first it's like there's a narcissism to be the person <laughs> who's like, i'm gonna start this i'm gonna be i'm the leader of this audience okay yeah so th- that that doesn't speak well of a person okay number two if i can be sitting in any given situation, mm. the closest to horizontal I can be, the better. Now, in most situations, horizontal isn't an option. Mm. So sitting is the next big thing. Don't make me stand up, especially in a theatre where the seat's going to go behind oh, me and flip so, up again. Then so I go, annoying. Yeah, and then go, like, slide back and you, down. And you ca- I don't like it when my coat gets trapped. No, no. <laughs> Sorry for it. And then here's, a th- here's the other thing that I think the standing ovation does. Mm. 
it forces you into having to judge the point at which you... St- so here's what I feel like mm. it looks like when you don't join in with a standing ovation straight away. Like, you're going, oh, ah, oh, yeah, it was great. Go on, then. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's this real emotional journey going on inside of you until eventually, ah, you got me, I'm going to... Yes! Like, it's this great sort of, I don't know what, moment, this little peak or something... And I don't like being forced into that either. Mm, mm, mm. I hate a What we should all do mm. is let that confident person start it and then let them stand there on their own. Oh, that'd teach them, wouldn't it? <laughs> Bring them down a peg or two. And then how long and would it take? And the actors while you're at it. <laughs> and the actors. Yeah. Standing there waiting for people to clap for them. No, you know, conversely, you know, I'm easily moved to tears, mm. but you, you know that they're that one thing that is almost always guaranteed to move me to tears is seeing the actors take a bow at the end of... It's extremely emotional. I find it extremely emotional. Even if something was terrible, I think just that they're up there and they got through it and they're looking at each other and like, we did it, guys. (laughs) That's a nice nice moment. How would you feel Mm. if they did it on TV shows, came out and did a little bow? Oh, that's interesting. I mean, it, I mean, really, why don't they? Yeah, yeah. Would you feel in any way the emotion? God, I'd love it. We should campaign for them to do this. The more I think about it, the more I think it'd be amazing. I'd like them at the end of every TV show to turn the cameras around. And then you see all the people <gasps> oh! who work and they're like hugging each other and high-fiving and stuff. You know that American yes. show Saturday Night Live, mm. which... I think they did show over here for a bit, but it's one of these things that everybody in America thinks, like, if you you reference it, everybody will know what you're talking about because all the sketches are so famous when it's... You can find some of it on YouTube, but I think, like, a lot of it is quite unknown over here. And one thing that I was surprised by when I would spend time courting my now wife in the States is we'd we'd watch it. And I'll tell you something about that show before I make my point. Mm. That is a long, long evening. Oh, is it? Here's what I think about that show. I think the way you have seen it is the best way to watch it. In other words, you've seen a clip of the funniest bits Mm -mm. edited down. Because when you watch it live, it goes on forever. A lot of it isn't that funny. And the sketches, every single one of them goes on five times as long as it needs to. No. Yeah. So I think of a sketch show as something that, you know... Like a, a like a fast show, yeah. Where it's one a minute, two minutes, and then you're out. Saturday night live sketches go on forever. I'm guessing for logistical reasons. Okay, but they just every joke is ground into the. Even mm. if you think something's genuinely funny, and there are some brilliant moments in it, the it's every drop is wrung out of it. Oh wow! Until it's bone dry. Oh, okay. Scared me then. Anyway, at the end of that show, mm. all the cast stand on stage together and wave. How do they? Like they're on the back of a float at a carnival. So maybe this is what I want though. Yeah, but, but then no, do the crew come out and wave? I don't think so. But you do get the uh, you do get the sense that they're all there going, "Oh, guys, we did it. Yeah, we know you did it. You did it, did it every week. That's what you do. <laughs> it's your job." Like we... Maybe all the writers could come out. The producer, yeah. give it a little they don't like, This is nothing my wife has noticed about the difference between American and British TV. The the attractiveness level at which people are allowed on screen is very different. Oh, yes, I've heard her mention that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think they'd be letting a lot of those writers oh, on screen. That's really <laughs> Some of them. sad, and they should. Well, they do. Mm. The ones who meet the criteria mm. go on to great things. Mm. I think a lot of them are kept in darkened rooms. Right. Um. That was Sunday Innovations. I went, I went on quite a long time with that, didn't I? Mm. I was going to read another one of these clippings, but I, I wonder if I, I wonder if I should now. Should I just tell you about this one? Go on then. This court, this this uh, I like this Annabelle. This was from the Guardian, and it's a story that um, a, a, a cat made history this week. Mm. A cat called Taters. And it was the first cat video in space. So NASA HQ down uh, down on Earth sent a 15-second video of taters in Ultra HD, which travelled almost 19 million miles uh, from a probe back to Earth. So I guess they bounced it to this probe and then back again. 
to see if you could in fact beam video through space and you have said on this podcast before now and in real life i wouldn't be very interested in becoming a space tourist or being a pioneer Mm. colonizing another planet no and what i've realized is a large part of that would be the in-flight entertainment (laughs) and this bodes well because you can watch animal videos. Oh, and it, so they, they've proven that you can now stream video to space. Oh, okay. Oh, not uh, just any video. Because oh. it talks about like going to the moon. Or I think, what would I do though? Mm. We'll be able to watch. <laughs> watch. Want to look out the window and watch stuff. Let me tell you something. Mm. Have you ever been on a plane and like gone over the Alps or seen something extraordinary on a plane window? Right. Right. That's happened. Yeah. Yeah. And when you see it, you're like. <gasps> It's the Alps, and you're looking at them, mm. and it's amazing. How long does that go on for? Yeah, eventually you go back to your film. How right? long is eventually? I don't know, 30 seconds. Yes. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you're in space and you saw the Earth from space mm. and you were thinking about the fact that all of humanity and everything you know about history and culture and life and um, everything we've ever achieved and everything that's ever mattered to you, you're looking at it and you're detached from it, and it would be profound experience. Mm. But that, that profound experience would not last longer than 15 minutes. Oh, 15 minutes? No, you, okay, you, keep, good. you keep coming back yeah, to you. Yeah, 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 but yeah. You wouldn't, you'd get bored. Staring at, you would get bored. Yeah. And then you'd want to watch something. And I've always thought, well, they can't, you can't get the internet in space. But, no, but this yeah. now you can, thanks to Tatus the Cat. So is this a new thing for you, maybe? Yeah, it's one, one great leap for me. Well, <laughs> great. Towards becoming a space tourist or colonising another planet. Brilliant. <laughs> Annabelle. Yeah. Have the drifters been writing into us? Oh, man. Remember last week and I suggested that maybe it'd be very nice to have some Christmas stories this week. I do remember that, yeah. Oh, God. Inundated. Really? Inundated. Oh, that's wonderful. Inundated. So it's not just my sleigh bells then? In Honestly, inundated to the extent that I, you know, I can only use two. We only got two. Okay. <laughs> First one's from Ian. Your plea for Christmas-related incidents made me remember something I did one year at the work Christmas dinner. We were going to a much posher restaurant than we normally had. Previously, it had been a pretty standard pub. And I was pretty unsophisticated 20 years ago and preferred the standard pub. Still do, to be honest. We were sitting around the table and our food came out with just the meat, Yorkshire pudding and potatoes on the plate. And a dish of vegetables was popped down next to me. This dish of vegetables was a large portion for one person, but not too large as to ring an alarm. And I love veg. So I simply tutted to myself as to why they didn't just put it all on the plate and decanted it onto my dinner. At the same time as this, I noticed the dish at the other end of the table being passed around half a dozen people and realised it should have been shared. (laughs) I went extremely red, the eyes of the people at my end of the table burning into me and was saved by someone more extrovert calling the waiter over and asking for extra veg. So another dish came out for the rest. Although I had a nice big dinner and no one missed out, it still makes me cringe. (laughs) Poor Ian. And from Holly, who says a Christmas tale that may well be my drifter origin story. Ooh. I was around 10 years old. It was the late 90s and it was nearly Christmas. We were putting the decorations up, having a lovely family day, enjoying the festivities together, listening to our old favourite Capital FM. At the time, the two main DJs were Chris Tarrant and Dr Fox. Mm. My dad's favourite Christmas song was Driving Home for Christmas by Chris Rea. With some egging on from my dad, I foamed the memorised number for Capital and somehow made it through to being live on air. Wow. I was famous. I had a nice chat with the DJ. He asked me what I wanted for Christmas, an inflatable chair, of course, and what song (laughs) I wanted to request. I told him. He said, no problem. I asked if I could have his autograph. Did that used to be a thing? And said, thanks, Chris. Happy Christmas. Actually, it's Dr. Fox. You're thinking of our other DJ, Chris Tarrant. Oh, no. Mortifying. My one chance to be cool and famous on the radio. Luckily, my parents had recorded the whole thing on a tape cassette (laughs) and they played it for anyone and everyone who came over for what seemed like years. My dad would helpfully always say, why didn't you just say you got confused with Chris Rea? As if that would have been any less humiliating. (laughs) And as if my 10-year-old brain would have worked that quickly to cover myself. (laughs) 
But I do love that everyone got a part, though. That's so nice. Mm. I was very worried, though, because I was a mess at his first Christmas show in reception. And that's just group singing. There wasn't any kind of talking or anything. I was stunned at the emotion I felt. When he walked in, I completely welled up with tears. Aww. Who am I, I thought? What will I be like when he's got a solo? I was a little bit annoyed that he didn't get a, like a proper part, like right. Joseph, Shepherd, King, Angel, etc. But don't, then, don't mean to show off, but uh, my son was a king. I know, I know. In Bethlehem Bandits. Bethlehem Bandits! Was, yeah, it was a modern, a modern take on oh, the t- yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. He was king number one. Oh, number one. Uh, a he role that be- he shared oh. with another girl. I think like it's because we go to these... We've got kids who go to these schools in a city where not necessarily the class sizes, but the year group sizes are enormous. Right, right. So to make it work. They have to share roles. Yeah, so they spoke in unison. Oh, and was he happy with the, her delivery? Was it? Well, in... I'll tell you something. Sarah got very stage mum. Right. Um, because his, his line, he opened the scene with, these camels need some rest. Otherwise, they're going to get the hump. Oh, he had a joke. It's great joke. Oh, great, my yeah. God. And and you you need a pause after getting some rest and a kind of yeah, knowing. Yeah. Sarah really coached him through how to do the pause and then lean into the audience. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the the um, girl who he was speaking in unison with didn't oh. want to do the pause. Oh, she didn't have comedy in her bones. No. I, don't, I never like to hear people speaking in unison. No, it's a terrible thing. <laughs> God. <laughs> So there were three, there were six kings. Oh my gosh, that's know, a crowded stage. Each, Whoa! I mean, but these were the plum parts because when it was the bandits, the uh, the titular bandits of the Bethlehem, uh. just like gang, like huge mobs of like forty kids. Oh, being not the bandits. really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he did have a starring role. Yeah, really. he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was a bit. I was a little like it stung a bit at first, mm. but then. I saw the costume list and the raters just needed a Christmas jumper and the other parents had to faff around with stuff like all white clothes and I was so relieved. <laughs> this is how lazy I am. I'd rather my son didn't have a good part so I didn't have to bother sorting out a costume. Now. I felt bad because he, he had to have a costume. Yeah. And you could see some of the other costumes. The parents were just craft people, crafty uh, people. I was just straight on Amazon. Oh, okay. Wear it once, going in the bin. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure it's very nice. <laughs> I'm going to give you the review of my son's performance that I'm confused as to why The Guardian's Michael Billington hasn't written yet. <laughs> he was a triumph. He was so loud and clear and confident. I am bewildered that nobody was mentioning it. I kept checking the class WhatsApp for messages about how great he was. Nothing. Nobody mentioned it. Almost like it was just my perception of how amazing he was. <laughs> no, there's another WhatsApp where people <laughs> are like saying like really mean things because they're jealous of how great he oh, was. Oh, of course they were jealous. Yeah, tall poppy syndrome. They're going to try and bring him yeah. down. I mean, probably they were just looking at their own child. When they do the 24 hours performance that I'll start campaigning for, <laughs> they'll notice him when they get bored of their own child. <laughs> I do have some criticism, though. I think like yours, well, I know like yours, it wasn't the traditional telling of the nativity story. Mm. It was something about a star not shining bright enough. Honestly, I've got no idea of the story, as the other narrators weren't quite as loud and clear as my child. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got no idea what happened in Bethlehem. (laughs) Like zero. And I do think it's risky doing a different story. Like, will everyone just want the classic? And I didn't know any of the songs. They all seemed like new material. Yeah. But having said that, I do have some issues with the classic. The Virgin Mary, I hate how she's identified by her, how she's defined by her lack of sexual experience in a way that Joseph is not. Um, It could be that I'm bitter about never being Mary at school. If in the 80s you wanted to know if you're pretty or not, you just wait to find out if you're Mary. (laughs) It's different times really, wasn't it? And maybe it's because it's the only explicitly female role and all the non-pretty girls can look more boyish because it is a very male cast. You've got Joseph... Baby Jesus, yes. kings slash wise men, Angel Gabriel, that's a boy's yeah. name. I do know shepherds can be female, but honestly, name a famous female shepherd. Yeah. Now name a shepherd. <laughs> All I could think of was that boy. Sybil Shepherd. So, that doesn't count. What about that boy in Heidi? He was a shepherd, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Peter. And then actually... I think he's more of a goat herd, but... Oh, he was a goat herd. You can be a goat shepherd, can't you? Yeah. Or maybe not. It's a goat herd, isn't it? There's the one who cried wolf. 
Well, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking actually Little Bo Peep, because that's a girl shepherd. Oh, yeah. But I hate her because she's the only famous female shepherd and she's really bad at it, like always losing the sheep. And that's embarrassing. So people are like, oh, this is what happens if you let a woman be a shepherd. Exactly. When, yeah. It's like when I drive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to finish with something truly tragic. Mm. At my son's school, they only do nativity play in year one. That was it. That was my one. That was my one. Look at it. That was my one nativity play. But there's going to be so. They just do songs. They just do a concert. That sounds better. I think it is not. No, it's not. I I know. I want him to be Joseph, (laughs) (laughs) but doesn't need a costume. Not going to (laughs) happen. The thing I'm really trying to say is: Is it too late for me to have another child? (laughs) I just want to see more nativity plays. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's have a look at, uh, at some more of these clippings that you sent me. Um, this is from BBC Wales. Christmas, reads the headline. Christmas, colon. Cardiff Gran who charges family ups her prices. This is a story about Caroline Dudridge, um, who charged her family for Christmas dinner last year. She's raised the prices for 2023. Previously, she made uh, adults pay, intriguingly, up to £15. So I think it's like progressive taxation, mm. where those with the broadest uh, broadest shoulders oh, okay. carry the most. Feels fair. Yeah, it does, yeah. Um, well, her youngest grandchildren got a £2.50 bill each. <laughs> I'm presuming... Parents had to pay. I don't know, like two of them were... Yeah, was, yeah okay, three-year-olds. Mm. But they, yeah, parents were allowed to pay. Okay. Um, Otherwise, they could just offer to, offer to wash up. Does that still happen? Like people going to a fancy restaurant and uh, eating a whole meal, and then when the waiter comes with a bill, they get out a bottle of washing up liquid and say, morning fresh. Oh, actually, that never happened, apart from in one advert yeah. that I remember and nobody else does. <laughs> oh, no, I remember <laughs> it. But you should try it. I did feel there was a trope of people not being able to pills that pay bills and then having to wash up in a restaurant. Those adverts be like, it should be in now. Like, <laughs> well, I think it'd be a fair deal because it would just be loading a very fast industrial dishwasher these days wouldn't it uh, yeah i'm not sure how much it gets done by hand yeah so mm. you know go treat yourself to a three-star michelin deal mm. meal deal mm. <laughs> yeah all those meal deals early deal meal deal early, mm. you know, go for the full go for the evening full price mm. and then at the end say i'd like to wash up please see what happens email us let us know yeah please do sounds very drifterish mm. <laughs> um let's have a look here uh, so, um, Caroline described uh, a general food shop in the current climate as just horrifying. And, the, you know, let's talk about the cosy, living, cos, cosy Lives. Is that what people are calling it? Somebody, no. somebody emailed the other day and used the phrase Cosy Lives. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, I thought you which made I liked. No, cost of living. Uh-huh. So, I, I do understand that if you've got a big family. I think there's something suspicious to me about that this story is in the public domain. Mm. Because, really, I think the story is. Somebody said, hey, we'll do our big family Christmas, but it's getting so expensive. Mm. Would everyone mind chipping in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what I think's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and somehow, mm. I mean, I don't know if she's got a PR or whatever, <laughs> a publicist. Mm. But like, what, how did how did this end up in the paper? It would have been a Facebook post that went viral. That's what it would have been. But isn't that what all stories <sighs> are now these God, days? Yeah, Social yeah. media gone viral. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that sort of annoys me about it a little bit is that it, like, if you remember the first sentence of the story was a grandmother who charged a family for Christmas dinner last year has raised her prices for 2023. Now, this this lady is 63. Mm. Of course that doesn't preclude her from being a grandmother. No. My sister is younger than I am and she is a grandmother. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, 
But there's a way these things get reported. When they use a word like grandmother, mm, like that, mm. they're trying to evoke a strange old lady. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they, yeah, they're trying yeah. to use the language to put the image in your mind yeah, yeah, of yeah. Like, a, 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 like Granny from Beverly Hillbillies or, or, or something. But it's, then, all, it's also that thing of like, that's the last thing you should put a grandmother to because grandmother's yes, so warm yeah, and yeah, lovely and yeah, generous yeah, and kind. Yeah, yeah, grandmother. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, she's also levelling up how much she mails bills male and female relatives to avoid being called sexist. I don't think she should because there is a very real wage gap in, in this country mm. across a career. There's huge gender, gender pay gap. She should reflect that. Yeah, so I don't think she should feel bad about doing it. Mm. Um, I'm sort of running out of steam with that. <laughs> I'll be honest. I love your honesty. <laughs> Let's just go on to the next bit then. Let's have a look at another one. Um, okay, okay, I'll I'll do this and then then uh, then we'll move on. So this is exciting. I think. Oh, okay. We are the bookies' favourite. And by we, I mean the United Kingdom. Mm. <laughs> to win Eurovision next year. Right, yeah. Now, this hasn't happened. Um, I don't know if it... I, I genuinely don't know if it's ever happened, like us being the bookies' favourite. Maybe not since there have been like more than five countries in the Eurovision. You know, like mm. when you watch old ones from the 60s, it's mm. just like us, France, Italy, Sweden. Anyway, um, so, so we're the favourites to win. And it's because... Ollie Alexander is going to be our entry. Now, straight off the bat, big fan. Okay. Say so big fan. I mean, I don't know that I could name any of the records. I liked him in that Russell T Davies thing. Great, he's brilliant in great, that. And that's great. all. That's all I know. I couldn't watch for. all of it because I was getting too sad. It was extremely sad. Uh, so what it was. So you talk about it's a sin. Yeah. Oh God, it was so. Watched great. the first episode and just like fell in love with the characters and thought. Oh, I'm going to spend the next four weeks like watching these lovely boys die, oh. and I don't think I can put myself. It was during COVID, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, thought life is hard. I can tell this is brilliant, but I don't know that I can put myself through. You should go back to that. Yeah, I think I will. Instead of watching one of those Christmas films like, over and over again, <laughs> <laughs> you probably feel happier afterwards. You sound like you're quite depressed after that last one. Yeah. Um, but I, I very much like whenever like my, my son will watch his music videos from time to time. And Gene is a fan of him. I think he was um, a guest judge on an episode of Masked Singer and Gene really latched on to oh, him. Okay. And I thought, he seems lovely. He seems great. And he's got a couple of years and years songs on his playlist. And oh, I think okay. they're, they're good pop songs. So I, I broadly speaking, in fact, um, I, I doesn't need any caveats. I, I root for Ollie Alexander. Okay, good. Fan overstates it, but I just feel very warmly towards him and I, I wish him all the best in the world. Okay. I don't think being very famous is necessarily the thing mm. that's going to win you the Eurovision Song Contest, though. It makes me nervous. It makes me nervous because, do you remember some years ago, Andrew Lloyd Webber entered the oh, Eurovision Song Contest? Man. And it was so oh, great. It was so great because... There was this arrogance, like, oh, if we put Andrew... And obviously he doesn't sing. No, he was just playing the piano. But he played the piano. But he was on stage and it was a song he'd written, I think. Yeah. And oh, the, the idea I, was... Honestly, I'm embarrassed. The just world over, oh. this man is adored. He is one of the most successful people to ever compose musicals. We'll put him in there. And despite the fact that we sneer about this whole thing and we act superior about this whole contest, every year we'll send Andrew Lloyd Webber and they'll lap him up. It's so competitive. And do you know what? what? They didn't. No, it was, and it was so great. Came so last or something. Yeah, oh. yeah. Because he's not somebody I root for. No. No. I mean, I know that he's very engaged in uh, politics because he's in the House of Lords to the extent that um, when the uh, Conservatives wanted to implement benefit cuts um, and spending cuts to which would affect the poorest people in society... He flew back from New York, especially to vote for those measures to be implemented oh. because he's a conservative lord. So he really cares about politics. Okay. So you know, it's it's good that he's so invested in uh, his beliefs. Mm, wow. And that you know, he 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 helped that happen. Yeah. Um. So I was really rooting for him not I to bet. do well in the Eurovision Song yeah. Contest. It was so wonderful. 
I do love looking at his face, though. Oh, he's fascinating. I never tire of that no, face. I could watch that over and over again. <laughs> just a, a video on repeat. Yeah, I could do that. Have you watched Eurovision the film? Not the yet. The Will Ferrell one? No, you keep telling me to. I will. I, I will. must have watched that 15 times. Oh, God. <laughs> Very funny. Hey, mm. why don't I have a Eurovision party this year? Yes, I'll come. But do, do you understand that I'll be inviting you and Rudy and yeah, Tom? Yeah, yeah. And probably no one else. A bit late for Rudy, it'll just be me. <laughs> no, I think. Do you not like, let him stay up for some things? Yeah, up to nine, maybe. Eurovision goes on for hours. It's on to like 11. Well, well, well it'd be. Six. I went to a Eurovision party last year and I had to leave like before the I had to leave before the voting if finished because I was too tired. Oh my god, no, I keep Gene up, he's falling asleep and so come on, they're doing the voting. <laughs> they're gonna go to Riga next. <laughs> but yeah, you should do. Okay. Also sorry, just to, to wang on about this. Here's here's why I think Pride comes before a fall. Mm. It is the Eurovision song contest. Mm-hmm. And you're not, it's not the Eurovision fame contest. No. And they haven't found a song yet, have they? Oh, have they not? I'm not saying they haven't found a song. Maybe they've, maybe they've found a song. But nobody knows what that song sounds like if it has already well, been chosen. Why are they chosen. saying we're the favourites then? It's ridiculous. Because they think because we've put a famous oh, British pop star in. So oh, everyone will love it. Like they did with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, it's going to end so badly. <laughs> All right, Quandary Corner at the uh, Glap Clinic here in Problematic. Graham's first. Mm. I don't do social media. My wife does have a Facebook account, but only uses it for catching up on the gossip and messaging people she rarely posts. She definitely doesn't post pictures of our children. Over the Christmas period, we will be visiting my brother with our three kids. My parents will also be there. I can guarantee that while we are there, my sister-in-law will want to take a picture and this picture will be posted to Facebook within minutes of us leaving. We'd rather not have ourselves posted on Facebook. I know you can untag yourself, but that's not the point. We can't ask my sister-in-law not to. She posts regularly with pictures of herself and family. And so she would find it incomprehensible that anyone wouldn't want to have their picture online. What can we do? Oh, this is the thorny one. I feel like really, I've got so many like conflicting opinions on this whole issue. So number one, my son's school has an Instagram account mm. and I love it if he's ever on the Instagram. I get so excited. Mm. I also see that there is, I think maybe like one kid in the school whose parents have clearly said, we don't consent to our child being on the Instagram account. So they put um, like a smiley face emoji over that kid's oh, face if yeah. there's ever a group photo. Mm. And I think, who do you people think you are? <laughs> What's so special about your kid that it shouldn't be on the Instagram? I get annoyed by it, mm -hmm. even though I think people's privacy mm. is a choice and it should be respected. Mm -hmm. Also, I think like the name of the person who sent this in. The Graham. Like, like Graham, I get irritated by the narcissism of people putting up their lives on social media mm -hmm. um I, I find it deeply annoying mm -hmm. but also also i do a job where the truth of it is is to keep the wheels turning you have to make yourself a and they said a really bad word them but i hate this i'm spitting this word out of my mouth mm. a brand and you have to show them a bit of your life and your story mm. so like I, I find myself thinking just to have, have out having a nice time in the world and thinking oh i could maybe take a picture of this and put an instagram and then people would like me and <laughs> maybe my career would start going better again. <laughs> it's like really depressing mm. it, i hate it mm -hmm. but i do also take part a little bit in that but I, I, you know, I have great self-loathing for doing so. Okay. But then also, there are other people's lives like I really love looking, getting mm, a glimpse too, into them. Too. It's when, when, when I feel like people are commodifying their lives. I'm not at all interested. And when it feels phony and staged. Mm. But if I just like see someone's got a friend around, and then I can have a look at what books are on the shelves or <laughs> what the kitchen's like. Mm. I like that. It's, it's all all this jumbled up stuff, right? Okay. And then in terms of our son. I, I never put his face on the internet. Mm -hmm. And Sarah does sometimes on her stories, which are the ones which vanish after a day. Mm -hmm. And I act superior in our marriage because <laughs> I don't do it. And I, I sort of make her feel bad about herself <laughs> for doing that. Okay. But like every other parent in the world, 
I, I look at my son's face and think, this is so beautiful. The world should see this. <laughs> so I quite like it if somebody else puts him on social media. Oh, this is very complex. Isn't it? Very. Yeah. Mm. So. <sighs> but let's, let's, let's move on to Graham. So how. He's, so, decided, so, he's decided that he doesn't want it. Yeah. So first thought, who do you think you are, Graham? <laughs> no, but I get it. I get it. It's, it. It feels like narcissistic, but well, I, I do get it. Yeah, yeah. I get. I yeah. I don't. I don't like it either. No, but you've found yourself humiliating yourself online for mm. clicks, haven't you? Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. Yep. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> But but we're not talking. We're talking about me and not my son. He's talking about his children, right? Mostly. Yes. Yeah. 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 But there's sort of an air of like we don't want we don't want to be any part of this. So say Rudy goes to another kid's birthday party. Mm. How are you feeling if somebody takes a picture of the kids enjoying themselves and puts it on Facebook? I don't know that that's ever happened. So, but I don't mind. Yeah, I I don't think people do that. I don't think people I know people I know do that. But people do. Okay, well, maybe they have done it. I just haven't seen those pictures then. Yeah, no, I, I just would. I wouldn't know because I'm not friends with any of those mums on Facebook, so I just wouldn't know. But how would you feel? How would you if feel they, if someone said, "Oh, I saw a picture of," I think, what was he wearing? God, was he in a football kit? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Did his hair look all right? Like, I don't know. I just, yeah. Ethic- ethically, though, ethically, what would you feel? That so they should have asked my permission first. Yeah, I guess. But why though? Why does it matter? Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know why it matters. I, I think part of part of what I feel uncomfortable about is that hmm, I I I have a very lax attitude towards privacy, hmm. as anyone who listens to this podcast will know, because um, I'm sort of all out in the open, apart from the stuff that isn't. Hmm. Um, so so I I'm quite extreme. With what I don't mean, mind being shared publicly, mm. but I do like to be in control of it. Mm. I like to be on doing the sharing. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I generally like privacy. Isn't I, I just don't care about it. For I think you know, but that's that is a privileged position to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like um, like willfully negligent privilege. By, by not thinking about the implications for different people. But I do feel with kids, <sighs> something doesn't sit well with me um, about being the one making the decision. So, so I, in, in other words, when people use their kids to get clicks and likes and show off their perfect lives and make their families into a brand, mm. I don't like the fact that a kid doesn't get a say in that and can't go back and change it once it's happened. Do you see what I mean? Yes. yes. So I, th- I think um, I think a kid should be allowed privilege. Uh, sorry, a kid should be allowed privacy um, until they're old enough to make the decision whether they want it or not. Mm-hmm. Like the def- it, I think a- the def- <laughs> aside from the stuff, the, the school thing feels different somehow, mm-hmm. even though it is an Instagram page that I guess you could go and look at if you wanted to. It's not locked. I don't think. For Can I just parents. stop you one moment and say, is this is is all this you suggesting? Graham says this to his sister-in-law. No, I'm trying to have a conversation. Oh, okay. Like a lot of people, when you say things, they 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 like like we'll give you a thought back and then you'll say respond. But you you're just sitting there like I'm wanging on with myself, which I quite possibly am. <laughs> I'm trying just, to work it out in real time, but like I really don't know I what think, I think. I think about Graham's it. made up his mind though. He doesn't. He just doesn't want it, and he wants to know how to stop it. Are you, but are you trying to change his mind? Trying to persuade him no, that maybe it's not so it. bad? I'm trying to think through it. Mm. Um, so how would you handle it if one of Tom's siblings was acting like this then? Um, well, I'm just thinking like what Graham could do. I'm thinking what I could do. He could maybe, if you didn't want to, he says he doesn't want, he can't feel like he'd confront her and say it. He says we can't ask her not to because she's posted. You can't ask her not to. If you can't ask her not to, could you make your child so that she wouldn't want to post it she would think that's too hideous and disgusting maybe 
your child could what are you always have profanities written on their face. I don't know. So, in some way that they don't want to use that So picture. you're saying scrawl the C word <laughs> yes. in Sharpie yes, on yes. your child's head. I'm saying that. I'm yeah. saying that. She'll never put that picture up. Well, she would get a lot of clicks if <gasps> she did. Oh, God. Then maybe it would go very, very badly. All right. We've done a great job answering <laughs> that one. Let's, let's move on to the next one. <laughs> okay. Let's go on to... Oh, this is a non... Every year for the decade we've known each other for a certain... No. Every year for the decade we have known each other, a certain friend and I exchange gifts at Christmas and birthdays. I always choose something that I know she likes. I pick it carefully for her. However, the ones she gives me, I suspect, are mostly re-gifts. In recent years for birthday and Christmas, she's given me about four or five glasses cases and similar repeat items. I have... A glasses case is the worst... That sounds like a terrible present. What's the, something to keep your glasses in? Yeah. yeah. Although mine is broken at the moment. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not ideal. You can just go and get one. I know. It's no. It's not. It's not particularly interesting. No. I have boxes in my loft with these in, plus various ornaments that are just really not me. I can't take them ornaments, to ornaments. I, I, I know. It, I, it, like, if it has a function, yes, I'm interested. Yeah, if it doesn't, yeah. not interested. I can't take them to my local charity shop as she might spot them. So I have to wait and store them until we go down country and donate to shops down there. <laughs> I suggested a couple of years ago that we maybe don't do presents anymore and let's just have a coffee together and swap cards, thinking maybe she'd be relieved as it could be a financial burden and is why she might be I don't think it is a final, yeah, it's not a financial mm. burden. She's, she's already made that decision yeah. that she's not going to let it be yeah. with the second-hand glasses cases. <laughs> but she said, she had already got mine so we abandoned that and I tried it again this year on my birthday a bit earlier before at this time in the hope that I got that in before she'd got something but she said again oh I've got it already this Christmas I suggested we could just buy each other our favourite chocolate treat which she seemed up for except she said again she had a couple of things she'd already bought for me we are meeting up to exchange just before Christmas. I feel like I'd better buy her something else as well as chocolate, as it sounds like she will have something else for me. And I think with sinking hearts, something else to store until I can take it to charity. <laughs> I even suggested us making a donation to charity instead of swapping presents. But she seems adamant to give me these unwanted gifts. Am I just ungrateful? I mentioned it just after Christmas once she agreed, but she forgot by the time it came round the following year and bought the things again. What can I do? Anything. It seems like a lot to me like she's using this as she's using you as a charity shop. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly it. It feels like it's not that, oh, she's so thoughtful that she's buying things months in advance. When mm. she says, I've got you something, no. she's thinking, oh, I need to get some of this mm. rubbish out of my house. I know I can palm it off on. She's had it in her loft for years. Yeah. She's just got a big like thing yeah. of things she's gradually offloading yeah. onto you. Because I, I think the chocolate's thoughtful. Yeah. And... Um, I think it's not like it's going to be this embarrassing situation where she gives you something fantastic and you give her a bar of chocolate. No. Because the stuff she's giving is right old tat, isn't it? She's going to give you a terrible ornament or another glass. So give her the chocolate and be done with. Oh, and and then that that will set the precedent. Yep, yep. Never worry about the quality of what you're giving her Mm. because what she's giving you is so rubbish. Yes. I think. And And then just have to like... Except the fact you're going to have boxes of this stuff. Could she? No, she's too nice. I was thinking, could she do the same thing, re-gift it? But she's too nice for that, isn't she? She's she's never going to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like 20 years ago, I would have said, oh, just drop it in the bin on your way home. But, (laughs) you know, I think more about sustainability now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is, yeah, box in the garage. And then you're going to go to, you're going to cross county lines and take it to a charity shop in a different county. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's the only option. And that was our podcast, Sleigh Bells Ring. Oh, you're listening. Oh, 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 oh. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. And we will see you in 2024 when I'll be saying Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah.
Oh, it's a Christmas podication from Tim Wood. I don't know if it's Christmassy at all, is it? No, but, but, but it's from Tim Wood. You know, and it's at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so. that makes it Christmassy. And I say from Tim Wood. Yeah. Tim starts by saying, ahoy, hoy, Jeff and Annabelle, now ahoy, hoy. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't need to do it. Okay. Thank you. I would like to request a podication for my colleague and friend, Mimi. Just thinking, shall I start talking about John Lennon's Aunt Mimi? No. It's 10 to 11 at night. Annabelle really wants to go home. And she's thinking, please don't start talking about the Beatles after that long-winded thing you were doing where you were thinking about your opinions on privacy out in real time I could just, I in could... a boring stream of consciousness. <laughs> um, I recommended the podcast to her some time ago now and so naturally was caught by surprise when she mentioned something that was discussed on it and, and confirmed she actually still listens. Wow. The only time I've had this success was recommending it to my wife, but I feel that this doesn't count as she contractually has to at least feign an interest in the bizarre things I waffle on about. Oh, that's the way Tom doesn't. Yeah, he hasn't signed that contract. Yeah, well, you know, you haven't um, put a ring on it, have you? <laughs> oh, is that what it is? But, I could, mm. but Sarah hasn't either. Okay. God, is that, I wish I'd put that in the vows. Mm, yeah, that contract. Damn it. I'm so attentive. I can, like, tell you the name of somebody she went to primary school with mm. and i i think i've got immediate family that she couldn't name oh, <laughs> oh god oh you should do a little mr and mrs quiz anyway i'd like to podicate and if it was an emotional mr and mrs where she was like predicting um how i would react in any oh situation what my triggers are and what my attachment style is very high very high yeah, yeah, yeah. but actual details about my life mm-hmm. or being interested in things i talk about right, uh, uh, yeah uh anyway i'd like to podicate an episode to mimi for just generally being a great pal i, I really like the word pal has really grown on me in recent years oh. i like saying it a lot mm. um a great pal and making work ten sorry uh, tolerable not tenable even on those days when you feel like throwing your computer out the window and quitting in a blaze of foul language. Whether sending me funny screenshots or exchanging snarky comments in the middle of important company meetings, it wouldn't be half as much fun without you. Many thanks and all the best wishes. Tim Wood. Well, she sounds like a good work colleague to have. Oh, that's all you need. Just need one of those. Here's what you need in any workplace. You need one of those, and then you need one person who's universally despised. Yeah, so you can unite against yeah. them. Oh, that sounds bad, doesn't it? But it's true. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You should, but they, they, they can't be someone lower down the food chain. No, 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 I mean. no. Oh, no, no, the, no. The higher up they are, the better. And they have to be oblivious to it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're so awful, they just would be oblivious yeah, to course. it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what did I... Let me... Um, maybe this would be a nice way to finish the podcast for Christmas. Um, oh, Okay. Because uh, it, it was very driftery. Do you ever read School of Life? Yes. Yeah, so I, I sort of follow them on social media and have a subscription on their app and stuff. And I saw something the other day and I thought it was great. A nice person, nice person's in inverted commas, a nice person just means someone who doesn't generally assume they're very nice. Oh, yes. Isn't that great? Yeah, Because yeah. if you're a thoughtful, nice person, you're not just assuming that everything you do is great mm. and you're not a problem. You're thinking about your own behaviour and other people's feelings. Oh, yes. There we go. Very good. And I think Mimi's probably like that. that sounds like it. Um, Tim? Jury's still out. Oh, come uh, on. We know Tim. No, no, we know Tim. All right, there we go. Well, there we go. Another, okay. another year over for, oh. for Adrift. And uh, thank you for your continued ears and support. And we wish you and your kith and kin, not just your kin, but your kith and kin, the merriest of Christmas. May your days be merry and bright and all your Christmases be white. Is that plagiarism? (laughs) No. Uh, I think it's um, fair use. Oh, fine. Use and review. Fine. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Oh. Oh. Uh-oh. Not locked out, are you? There we go. Gross. Success. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. 
Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. It's time for another season of The Palmetto Porch, an original podcast from Discover South Carolina. I'm Devin Whitmire. Join me as I get to the heart of what makes South Carolina such a great place to visit by speaking to the locals who make it so special. Premiering December 5th, find The Palmetto Porch wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information about our show, visit scpalmettoporch.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.